Oh yes, fall is in the air. It is the season of pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice candles, pumpkin spice, whatever, whatever. I had my first pumpkin spice latte. Shh. This is not a food commercial. It's about to be. Everyone's back to school this week. Kingdom Speak is pumped. So what what are we gonna do? Well, we're not going to church. Kingdom Speak is going to school. So jump on the bus and let's go for a ride. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. We won't tell our audience how many times we've tried that intro, but we I think we got it this Did time. Did we get it this time? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fall and we thought it would be cool to talk about school. Are you too cool for school? I don't think I am. I was available today because my son's not home. <laughs> He's in school. Where did Jaron go? For the first time since March. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, show prep, uh, and looked at the calendar this morning, on my phone that is, September 11th. I don't wow. know if any of our listeners remember September 11th. Some, some of you do for sure. Uh, a lot of school children actually don't, which will and mess I was, with your brain. I was talking about that this morning with yeah. my wife. I can remember where I was. Yeah. I'd worked a night shift. Yeah. Prior to that, come home, yeah. went to bed around 6.30. Yeah. And woke up to what I thought was playing playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. It was a reenactment of, you know. Radio drama. Pearl yeah. Harbor or something. Mm-hmm. Only to be shocked by the horror that it was a present reality and what we know now is that the president at the time guess where he was he was in a school wow yeah yeah he was neat little connection right he so, was so this is all you know i just feel to say this this is meant to be right now yeah what we're talking about you know this just lines yeah. up yeah you know fingers on a chalkboard if you get that loaded <laughs> <laughs> come on you're missing your you had your hallelujahs loaded yeah i got a couple the weeks ago in, the hallelujahs are in the chamber ready to go whenever we're whenever, we're, whenever i had to explain though here's the deal i had to explain to my son this morning mm-hmm. what 9 11 was and the significance he's 13. He doesn't even. Well, he's reali- not quite thirteen. He's he doesn't 13 even next realize how much the world changed. He just lives. He in doesn't this world. remember any other world, like airline travel. Whew. Went through a blender after that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. So it's amazing that. Seeing how we're going to be talking about education mm. today and the value of Christian education, that if you don't, it, it's incumbent upon me as a parent. Mm-hmm to take a few minutes today and not just remember what happened, but but teach my son mm-hmm. what happened. If it's not taught, it's lost. What jumps out to me, you know, outside of the massive tragedy of all that happened, um, is the power of education and those ideologies that led to what happened. Sure. And how... The people that pulled that off believed in what they were doing to the point that they would commit those terrible acts. Sure. And it was ingrained in them. And you know what? They start when they're young. Yeah. Um, here's, here's an interesting, an interesting uh, conversation 
that I had with Brother Azar. Mm -hmm. And we probably should have him come talk about this. In fact, he, he referenced them briefly at our power conference a couple of years ago when he was talking about the beast. I remember him talking about Baal oh, man. And, the, and the imagery associated with it. That was an epic sermon. Well, when I was in Beirut with him, one of the things that was unnerving to me is driving through the sections of the city that are in Hezbollah territory. Mm -hmm. And the streets are lined with banners hanging mm -hmm. with all the pictures of a lot of young men. Mm -hmm. And they were suicide bombers. No way. And their culture celebrates these young men offering their lives for that, full, mm -hmm. what we know as a flawed belief system. But but the parents, and, and Brother Azar told me that, he said, these, these moms are proud that their sons did this. Hmm. And interestingly enough, and that's an, a discussion for another day, but he believes that ties back to that old spirit of Molech that is yeah, still in that region throwing their kids to the fire. Wow. But you don't just get a kid like, hey, Johnny, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you just wear this backpack with the big red button? Daddy's got a new vest for you to try on. <laughs> One size fits all. <laughs> you don't. This is kind of heavy. Yeah. Here we are laughing about it. It's terrible. Here's the thing. You don't, you don't just, you don't just get a kid to just do that. That, that is intentional. Mm -hmm. That's the product of upbringing and, and in its twisted, demented, heinous, evil mm -hmm. form. It is, it's, it's still, that's the product. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a formalized classroom or at a kitchen table, somebody took time to tell mm -hmm. that young man this is a goal worth having. Yep. And he bought in because he was taught that. It's like you're growing, you're growing a plant and you water it every day and you just keep feeding it and you just keep feeding it. You put it in the optimal environment. Right? So we were talking about Psalms 1 yeah. in relation to education. We just had a cool discussion. We should, we should probably roll the cameras for show prep and make that a separate episode. Yeah, behind the scenes. If we had, here's the deal. If producer Randy was ready, we could. We love you, Randy. Oh, we're doing Put a, that camera on. We're <laughs> that doing, one. We're doing a we podcast today, guys. We oh, I'm Randy. sorry. <laughs> oh, we need a battery here. Oh, we need a cable. <laughs> he might not have been able to turn that camera on. <laughs> yeah. We do love you, Randy, and we appreciate you. You're the best Randy on the show. We're going to be posting a resume, you know, a resume challenge. Send us, if you're, if you're able to produce podcasts, <laughs> send us your resume. And... But Psalms 1, in relation to all this, so you just said, how, how does a parent produce a child or how do you get them? Because it's, it's, you can't even begin to think about how that'd be possible. But it, it probably starts, like you say, at the kitchen table. Oh, for sure. It has to start there. And that's how it has to start for Christians. Nothing just happens mm -hmm. 
you know, the, uh, the, the Catholics have, have said this, and I don't know who to ascribe it to, so I can just do it in a generality. But they, they, they've, I've heard this repeatedly, that the Catholics say, give us a child until they're three years old, mm-hmm. and we'll have them for life. We can, we can teach them, mm-hmm. even in those formative years. And that's, that's, that's pre, preschool. Yeah. So it's that so, impressionable, right? I, I think the first misconception about education is that it starts in kindergarten. Man, and we see that in Christian school, that the children that succeed are the children that come from homes that have had that child in structure before they get to right. school. Like the, if, if, no, if we they don't get throw to food sc- against the wall here. Yeah. If you do that at home. <laughs> well, and they get to school and they're holding a pen for the first time and it's like this, like it's a dagger Whoa, or something. Oh, everybody. It's like, no, no, no. And by the way, we are both left-handed. That is why this Lefties. show is such a success. But um, we teach like them which hand to hold it into. Like we digress there for a minute. Yeah. All right, we're back. We're on the right track. <laughs> so I, I, I think we've got to understand that education happens and begins in that home environment mm-hmm. before the child can even read, before the child... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you're reading to the child. Mm-hmm. And the discussion. Molding. Yeah, for sure. How, how many times have we seen this in church? Um, nephews, nieces, mm-hmm. whatever the, the case may be. Little kids, we see them all the time. And at 18 months of age, yeah, there's a hand in the air at a church service. They don't understand that this is praise Judah begins as a lion's whelp, and then it grows. They understand the theology of what they're doing, but it's training. Yeah, it's training. So everything that we do is contributing to this, um, and and that that leads us to the discussion of Christian education. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe I should just ask you the big question. So why why do you recommend that? children attend Christian education? Well, I get asked that. Mm-hmm. I get asked, asked that a lot. Um, and I, I, I want to approach this with both conviction and cautiously mm-hmm. because the moment that you speak with conviction about it, then it can cast a shadow. That's, that's on those that may not, mm-hmm. may not, one, share that conviction or be in a position where they can. Well, we generally do well. We usually get one thumbs down. We're after it. So maybe. But do you know this, what? By now, it's probably already there. Yeah, yeah. He's true. he's waiting on us, or maybe she. Yeah. So, anyways, sorry, Dan. We've had a school. We're in our forty-fifth year. Yeah. So the first thing to note is I didn't start it. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, help me, producer Randy. <laughs> Mute the mic. Mute the mic. Line change. Yeah, that wasn't in my notes. What? what is, my uncle J.D. McKillop uh, is is the man that started, mm-hmm. and he and my dad kind of collaborated, worked together, and so uh, they led they led they led the church through the um, minefield of introducing the idea of Christian education. To a congregation that was made up of of people that all the kids went to a public education 
system and teachers that were members of the congregation taught in that system. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do you begin offering an alternative and clearly one that you think is a beneficial alternative? But uh, 45 years later, I've been asked how I feel about it. Um, I'd almost quit having church before I shut the school down. Mm -hmm. That's how strongly that I feel about Christian education. So there is no question we cannot separate the success, however it's measured and and, and mm-hmm. to God be the glory, but we cannot separate the success of what we have in our church from mm-hmm. our, our Christian school. So um, I think there's a number of facets there that have to be considered with this, you know, the word of God says that that I as a parent am to train up a yeah. child in the way that it should go. So what what role does the home play? Yeah, shouldn't we all just homeschool? Well, there you go. Mm. And the reality is as I applaud homeschooling. Uh, yeah. if 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 you don't have a reputable and I say this and let me be clear on this. There is nothing worse than a poorly run Christian school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when I'm saying a Christian school, I'm talking about one that's run right, yeah. that pursues acad- academic excellence, that pursues exactly moral right. excellence, right. all of those not imperatives. Run, not run by a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my kid went to school and he can quote Psalms 23, but he doesn't know what two plus two is. Yeah, yeah. can't get a job. Right, right. So... Yeah. Um, all, all the signatures of, of our students do not look the same. Yeah. You know, like that's that's not what we're after. But I applaud homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. I applaud the parents that take that initiative. This has been our approach. It can be criticized. Uh, it's not original with me, but uh, th- this this is this has been our. Uh, that's been the underlying purpose behind what we're doing. Why do we have a school? We believe that a threefold cord is not easily bro- broken. The word of God is clear on that. Mm-hmm. So when you take and you marry a church, a solid church mm-hmm. with a solid school system and a solid home, mm-hmm. you've got a threefold cord that won't be broken. If one of those is weakened, you still have got a better batting average mm-hmm. than if it's just a single strand. So the optimum that we are after is a home. We're, we're not running a reform school here. Right, right. We are after parents that want excellence academically, morally, mm-hmm. ethically, and we want staff that are committed to those same things. And it's tied to a church that's right. That promotes those same attributes. And man, when you get those th- three things working together. Mm-hmm. Now, we've all we've all seen it and and you can say, well, well, you know, if you got a good set of parents that a child can survive public school. Mm-hmm. They can. I, I'm not That's saying right. that they can. Exactly. And and those of you that are in that situation, I want you to know we pray for you in that regard because 
the the education system. I don't think anybody's advocating that it's moving the right direction. A lot of challenges to say the it's, least. It's 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 there there is a there is a drifting mm-hmm. from the moral compass that even at one time drove education. We you and I have done it. We've talked to teachers mm-hmm. that are I mean, I tip my hat to someone trying to teach in the public school system right now. Yeah, there's a lot of scary stories, right? A lot of... No authority, no discipline. Yeah, and again, it's because those individuals who use discipline the wrong way, just like bad Christian schools give us a bad name. Yep. We run a system now where it's so big that it's hard to... it's, it's focused. Right? Yeah. And here's another thing. Even from the academic standpoint, it's not about raising the bar anymore. We're dropping it to the point where it's inclusive to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Johnny sitting there who does have mm-hmm. academic potential. Yeah. And he's not being challenged, motivated. He's bored to death. And on the inclusion thing, the the, the students that have challenges it doesn't do a good job to pick those students up no, either. No, right? absolutely not. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Right, no and individualism. Right. Whereas we believe every individual is unique. Right. right? Every one of them have a, an individual purpose, and that's to me, that's what the... As- aspects of that education to them need to be tweaked. Absolutely. To meet their needs and their potential. Absolutely. So... Back to the situation with parents, so you can say, "Well, um, you know, I'm 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 teaching, and or or I'm a good I'm a good parent, mm-hmm. and I I don't have the opportunity, so I'm sending my child to the only option that I have, and that's a public education system." Mm-hmm. Are you saying my kid's going to go to hell? Are you going to say that their salvation is no, no? That's not what I'm saying. But yet, at some point, and we were having this discussion mm-hmm. before we started recording. Um, you know, so, uh, I'm a good parent, so I can just send my kid mm-hmm. to the public, public school system. And then when he comes home, I'll undo all of the bad stuff. Yeah, and- exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll fix it. I'll, I'll balance yeah. all of the moral discrepancies mm-hmm. with the word of God. First of all, you get your job cut out for you. Yeah. I mean, the horror stories mm-hmm. that are coming out of classrooms, uh, Everything from sex education being introduced at such pretty young, yeah, <laughs> and pretty vivid, you know. So it, it's it's like the whole line. This, this, I gave this example when we were talking a few moments ago, but it's like I got a, I got a dad, and he's an excellent ER doc. He's good, so I can run around drinking battery acid because he'll just save me. Yeah, narcotics. Bah, my yeah, dad's a doctor. No big deal. My dad's a doctor. He'll he'll fix me up. Just make sure you get me home. Uh, the idea behind this is that if the dad is an ER doc, it's that's a great thing to have if something happens mm-hmm. to go wrong in the home. But if you can put your child somewhere where he doesn't need rescue. What if they improved him? Oh, he was at school. What yeah. a novel idea. Yeah. What if it wasn't just, I'm going to pray that my kid survives education. Yeah. But what if I'm going to enroll them somewhere Mm -hmm. that is going to be like a, it's going to be a 
catalyst that literally propels them into another sphere of effectiveness in the kingdom of God, effectiveness in business, life skills. Yeah, being a good citizen. Let's start with that. Yeah. I can't imagine being a parent and and wondering and worrying all day if your child is just, you know, doing okay at school. Like, you know, can you imagine? It's foreign to me. Yeah. When when you can, and again, you've got to understand we're speaking from 45 years of experience and I came up through this system. Mm -hmm. We have grandparents Mm -hmm. putting their kids through the school Mm -hmm. and they're graduating. And so we're we're reaping generational benefits from this, okay? Um, but when you when you think about the the idea of being able to send your kid to a school, and and listen, there's a number of these out here. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to parrot that that we're on the edge of something unique here. You look at churches that are are those are are are, are those cornerstones, mm-hmm. if you will. Anchor points, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of them are involved in Christian education. It's something, yeah. yeah. Okay? So to send your kid to a place where mm-hmm. there is a teacher. Now, now bro, this, I, this happens to me. Mm-hmm. We're recording this in my office, just the auditorium is just. Mm-hmm. And to hear staff members mm-hmm. on their noon mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. and you know they're praying for your child absolutely right mm. i'm going to ask you what what kind of value would it be to know that your that your teacher was not only teaching your child but praying for your child yeah that's right and what kind of value would there be if if you could know that that teacher the principal the dean, whatever you want to, and the pastor and the church and all the volunteers and the parents, all were after mining the king out of that kid. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Like staff now, and I know in our institution, are looking at, we don't look for, for flaws. Everybody has flaws. We look for potential. Yeah. And you say, this student would be great in music. This student is a good communicator. This student is a great compassionate guy. This guy's a team builder. Yep. That's the level of you're you're pulling that stuff out and then you're figuring out how to feed that in them. Yes, you're tailoring that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the the conversation that was had with Michelangelo about Exactly, yeah. about the statue of David, you know, how did you how did you do such a great job mm-hmm. sculpting a man you didn't see? out of a block of marble and, mm. and and everybody knows the response but it was i i i just removed every aspect out of that marble that didn't look like a king so as we talk about this this is not even really about bashing public schooling or homeschooling no. you know it, if you're into that and that's your life we're not even here to to bash that we're saying if you're into christian schooling we see we see Christian schooling, you know, as it's another level. It's something. It's an addition. Right. It's right. not. It's not even. Well, I'm going to send him to this school over that school just because it's closer to where I live. No, you can. Right. If if it's done right. Again, <laughs> again, nothing worse than a Christian school run wrong. If it's done right, 
then I read this article uh, by Rabbi Daniel Lapin who said when people ask him about his religion, you know, he's a Jewish rabbi, yeah. you know, an atheist will ask him and say, you know, well, you just think you're better than I am. And he says, no, of course. I, I can't comment on what you believe or what your belief system is, but I know for me, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't be as good as I am. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, and, you, the, and the same is said here. You, for your child, hopefully, when he's done Christian education, you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, it was worth the extra money because it is a monetary investment. Sure. It was worth the time. There's more homework. There's more work involved, right? There's trips, all of this stuff. But hopefully you look in the mirror and you say, you know what? He's turning out better. It's an investment. It's another level. It's a, it's a level of blessing. Can I say it that way? Yeah, you can say it that way because that is the next level. Mm -hmm. So this is not just about, although I have conviction over that as well, mm -hmm. that I don't think my preschoolers need to be taught sex education. I'll take care of that. <laughs> Okay. Table left for another yeah, day. exactly. But it's not just about salvation alone. Right. It's another level that you can tap into. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's found in Psalms 1. Yeah. Boy, it took us a long time to get there. 25 minutes. Come on. All right. All right. Psalms 1. Do you 1. know how to read? Uh. By the way, in case you're wondering, this is the principal of our school. I told you to bring the one with the pictures. Yeah, can you give me that? Uh, actually, one of one of the guys um, on our social media this just jogged my brain. There's there is an actual Bible that's written like a comic book, which looks pretty cool. Like for unchurched people. Really? It's called the Action Bible. I think maybe Brother Mancino. Anyways, it was on our social media anyways, somewhere. That's pretty, cool. Pretty cool. But I don't have that Bible. I got a Bible with words in this. So here we go. I'm going right. to try it, okay? All right. Hooky Dawn <laughs> Pohonics work aid for me. Thank you, Brian Reagan. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor mm. sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Wow. Okay. Just just stop there for a second. Psalms 1 is, is, a, is one of the strongest advocating passages, in my opinion, mm -hmm. of how to educate your child. And it starts out with the first word, Hmm. Blessed does not say saved. Oh my. It says blessed. You're looking for the hallelujah button again. Come on. Hallelujah. So you're going to be blessed. So I think we all could operate off of the, the foundational expectation that we want everybody saved. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to be saved. I want my son to be saved, and I want the kids in my church to be saved. Somewhere, I want the hundredfold in this life and the hundredfold in the life to come. Mm -hmm. Somewhere, I want blessing. Okay? So he starts here and does not say, saved is the man that walks right, stands right, 
sits right. But he says, blessed is that man. The question is, how blessed do you want to be? Wow. So if you want to be blessed and if you want your progeny to be blessed, you want your children to be blessed, Mm -hmm. pastor, you want your church to be blessed, then it's critical that they walk in the right place, Mm -hmm. stand in the right place, and sit in the right place. Mm -hmm. So they don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, or they don't stand in the way of a sinner, or they don't sit in the seat of the scornful. But they do something else. They delight Mm -hmm. in the law of the Lord. Yeah. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. So they delight and they meditate. They delight and they meditate. And it is then that we step into the next degree. He shall be like a tree. Wow, I love this verse. Planted. Planted. By the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Bro, divine blank checks. Give me that checkbook. (laughs) Come on, somebody. He's like a tree planted. Mm -hmm. And he brings, okay, he's planted by a source. Mm -hmm. And here's the beauty of it. Whoever's planted there, they are tapped into a source that atmospheric conditions do not predicate. It's a river of water that, that establishes, establishes productivity mm. that, that, that knows no seasonal bounds. Consistency, right? Right. Right. His leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does prospers. Now, why as a parent would I not want my child to operate in that dimension? Mm-hmm. I don't just want my child not to die lost. Right. I want them to live blessed. Right. I want them to live prosperous, planted, mm-hmm. productive. I want my child to be that Psalms one individual. Yeah. It's like, where's Johnny today? Oh, he moved again. He's <laughs> where's he working now? I don't even know where he works anymore. Yeah. He drives a U-Haul. <laughs> but he's gonna pay to drive. <laughs> he's not a U-Haul employee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> he's got yeah. frequent flyer miles with U-Haul. I've been asked this, you know, our, our church, um, and there's, there's a few that are like this, that are in rural settings, mm-hmm. and it really challenges human logic as to why, why we have a church that is thriving and growing. Well, that's clearly because you're a controlling cult leader. Shh. Oh, was my mic on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I just that was Jim my, Jones. That was my inside voice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> why is that? Let, let's let's step outside the church. We're in a, we're in a community that can't keep its young people. Yeah, we're in a province that exports people across the country. Right, right. 
So how do we keep ours? Right. Because we're planted. Because we're planted. Amen. And there is, there is, and that's tied to a blessing. Blessed mm. is that man. Yeah. So as someone that's born mm -hmm. and raised in this rural environment, the lure and pull of maybe, maybe otherwise greener pastures that, that there's opportunities for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, business endeavors. Yeah, you know it. You and, know and bettering your yourself in your career pursuits. Mm -hmm. There's a blessing flow that you don't want to disrupt by uprooting yourself from where you've been planted. And how does that planting take place? Mm -hmm. It takes place right over there in that building. Yep. Yep. And it takes oh, place powerful. five days a week mm -hmm. because they're walking in the right place, standing in the right place, sitting in the right place. There's a home church school connection and a threefold cord that's not easily broken. And all of a sudden, we've got we've got young adults that are stepping out into life, and they're already carrying a flow of blessing with them that that would make others envious. And it's an anomaly that people move across the country to chase an elusive blessing, and yet the people that are planted, they're not living in abject poverty. No, right? Exactly. It's, and, and to tie that back to Christian education is very powerful. It is. So, so you can, what you can do ahead. it otherwise, you can do it the other way. I mean, Steve Jobs quit school. Yes. <laughs> so you can do it. Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, if you want to roll the dice on that. Yeah. Right? How many powerful preachers do you know right now graduated from public school? Right. Yeah. It can be done. That's right. But we think we can be better. That's right. Let's. How many. And instead of pointing to the ones that survived, how many did we lose? Mm -hmm. And so that is why we can thankfully, God gets the glory, mm -hmm. reverse the trend, and we're saving a whole lot more than what we're losing. And they're not just saved, they're blessed. Mm -hmm. They're blessed. Here's something, let, let me throw this at you. All right, I'm ready. Genesis 18. Let's go. Let's look at it. I was just going to refer to it, but it's no, too good. No, no. Get your Bibles out. Down, driving down the road right now. I didn't give you a heads up on this one to practice the reading, so let's test you. Oh, this is a new, a new passage. Genesis 18, verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. So the first thing he's telling him is revelation. I can't I can't hide anything from you. Right. I'm going to reveal this to you. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Blessed. So there's the word. Mm -hmm. So there's these two things that Abraham enjoys Revelation mm -hmm. and blessing. God shares secrets with him. God lets Abraham in on what is to happen. And I want God to be able to trust me with secrets. Yeah. He knows what you're going to do before he even does it. 
And so Abraham experiences both revelation, revelation and blessing. We often talk about Abrahamic blessing, but Abraham, he knew what was going to happen to Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. God didn't even do it without talking to him first. Mm-hmm. God would go to Abraham almost as if Abraham was an advisor. Mm-hmm. Let me run this by you. <laughs> yeah. Now, Abraham, what do you think about this? Okay. Continue to read. For I know him. This is why I trust him with both revelation and blessing. That he will command his children Ooh. and his household after him. Ooh. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. Why can that man handle revelation and blessing? Yeah. Because that man thinks generationally. Yep. And that man will command his children after him. And they will do it. It happened too. Ha! Isaac, let's go. Yes. And Isaac listened to him. And he did it. I've never even thought of that term. And he did it. Okay. Here is here is the bilateral blessing associated with education and Christian education. Mm-hmm. All right. It blesses the kids. That's Psalms 1. Mm-hmm. Because if you teach them to walk right, stand right, sit right, be they'll be planted prosperous, secure, steady, productive, fruitful. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Here's the other side of it. Why is your church so blessed, sir? Oh, because we command our children. Mm-hmm. And just like Abraham, so it's not just that children are blessed because they receive Christian education. But those who are Christian educators, those who are involved with educating, Mm. get a blessing. It is those people that God goes, you can handle this revelation here. Let me show you what I'm going to do. Mm. And he pulls back the curtain on it, and they get that revelation. And so they both experience vision and blessing. Wow. Revelation and blessing. So in the same time that we are raising kids that are blessed, God's blessing us in the process. How can you do it, Brother McKillop, with the amount of money that it costs? Anybody that does a a church Christian school understands that they're not in it for the money. Oh, this is not a money-making outfit, is it? (sighs) But, buddy, it's one of the most blessed things I've ever done. Powerful. It is one of the most blessed things I've ever done. It's a discussion that... um, is way broader than the, the. We could do weeks on this, couldn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, because, and I, I think we maybe need to revisit this, mm. because I think that the education system in general, mm-hmm. in general, all things being equal, is going to be going through a revamp. Our kids marched through COVID nineteen mm-hmm. without missing one academic beat. I've talked to I've I've talked to business people that are very concerned about what's happening with the education system right now. I'm talking coronavirus implications. Mm-hmm. Their kids sat at home for five months last year mm-hmm. without any education. And I think in the same way that the church has had to adapt mm-hmm. to this new world. I think the education system is having to adapt, and I think it's going to be an opportunity 
for Christian educators to set the tone and, and lead the way out of this. Yeah, because I think if 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 there's curriculum, you know, when you build curriculum for a province or a state or a country, it's so broad, then we just we you know it, it's like an assembly line concept. Sure. sure. Where we're and if you look at now in terms of curriculum and other Christian educators out there will agree with me on this. A lot of curriculums you 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 examine. You're saying, why are we even teaching people this anymore? Forget all the sex ed and the stuff like that. I'm just sure the math, the science, the sure. stuff. I can give you an example. Okay, geometry. Right. There's got to be a better way. I have never used it <laughs> ever, ever. Maybe in a Bible study, every once in a while, I'll draw a triangle. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> appears, you know. <laughs> I think we're going to see that stuff change. And Christian, I believe Christian brains, there can be, the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask. I think God can give us the wisdom to... Are you saying we just need to shut education down and all this? Ask Jesus. We're just going to pray every day and start with a blank piece of paper and see... <laughs> That sounds solid, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Surely the parents will support me in that. Yes, exactly. Go ahead, Brother Derek. Yes. No, but what I mean is I think even in terms of business, I think private industry moves faster than government. Always. And I think Christian education can be way more agile in preparing our our students when they graduate. We can set the trend. They're like, where I agree. did this guy go to school? I agree. I agree. Well, Part of the future discussion, I think, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm serious, this, this is, if you listen to anybody, I think post-secondary education mm -hmm. is going to experience a mind-bending transformation. I think it's dying. Yeah. It's too expensive. I wish I'd have done more research on this, but apparently, I think it's Google that's coming out with some sort of certificate program. Have you read this? No. It may be a rumor, but there's something where... They're developing education where you're going to basically, in a nutshell, go whatever profession you're entering, you know, in terms of you want to be some sort of accountant or professional. Google is going, basically, these guys have looked at four years of university, six years, and said, okay, now what do you need to know to be able to, to, be able to enter this sure. field? And they're crunching it into six-month chunks yeah. through the use of technology uh, producer Randy and I were talking, even in terms of history, you can watch 3D modeling of Hitler's takeover of Europe and videos and hear guys talk about it who interviewed these people. And you can learn way more in an hour than you do in a, than a two-month university course on World War II right. history. Right, right. And you grasp it better. Okay. So there's got to be ways to and, do and this. And here, let, let me throw this out. You, We've, we've seen this, um, my brother in Belize, for example. Their public school system is, if, if I'm remembering correctly, I think six years or up to grade six. Mm -hmm. From grade six forward, they actually call it maybe like university or college or mm -hmm. trades. Trades, okay? So that part 
of their education. Now it doesn't work because they make them pay for that. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the noose around the neck of a third world country mm-hmm. is families can't afford it. I'm talking about move that out of it. The idea that that you would send somebody in our culture to university that does not know what they want to be. Oh, that's an entire discussion. They are wandering up and down the halls. Let's not go there. At $30,000 a year. Or more. Trying to figure out who they are and what they want to be. When you go to a third world country and they're talking with 13 and 14 year olds about which way do you want to go? Because we are going to, we can offer you mechanics. We can, well, we, we need more than trades. Well, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be beneficial? To be able to have that discussion with that co- that kid, mm-hmm. train up a child in the way it should go, and he will not depart, and put the tools in his hands that will make him so much more proficient at what God has purposed for him to be. I think we need to talk about this more. I think the worst thing you can do <clears throat> is just chase your passions. Uh, they're not very stable. I mean, how many people do you know went two years into this and switched and then changed their major to this? And now I've got, and they've got, they got more papers on their wall. But they're upside down in debt and they still don't know what they want to be. And so they're a waiter at Olive Garden. I think Christian education can lead the charge on this. Yeah, even from that standpoint. Of, I think it, I think they can. Preparing preparing people for the world that they're living in, which they're already living in it. You don't have to prepare them for it, but setting them on the right path, it's incredible. It's incredible. Academic excellence and preparedness. The individualized aspect of it. Uh, it, it, it shouldn't be overlooked and can't be. The importance of it can't be overemphasized. Let's do this. If you're listening to this podcast and you want us to talk about this more, maybe we can get some feedback. If you know some Christian schools, if you have some resources, we want to, again, just like we've done with apostolic um, authors yeah. and musicians, and we're going to talk more about that stuff as well, but let's let's help each other out on this. Yeah, homeschoolers. Right. You know, um, there, there may be cases where a church school is not an option. Mm-hmm. Then, then you know there needs to be that networking, where where some of that community can be. Even this coronavirus stuff has, I'm sure, pushed some people into thinking more about it. Even from a health and safety perspective, of oh, for sure, it has. I don't want to send my children into this environment, right? Yeah, they can barely get education, right? Are they really going to protect my child? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Anything you read, you can read business um, articles all the time, and homeschooling is trending up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. It's trending up. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the church needs to be asleep at the switch in this moment. Yeah, and if if we are doing education, we want to do it right. Yeah, so we want to hear back from you. Great. You're supposed to have a fancy line that we can play the theme music as the show ends. That's your job, buddy.
you're the principal of this thing. <laughs> All right, folks. Oh. Oh. <laughs> is this how we're going to end it? <laughs> is this really how this goes down? This uh, producer oh, Randy, this producer is be... Randy is so embarrassed to be producer Randy. <laughs> That's right. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you cannot appreciate what just happened in the last 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. You must go to YouTube and see what happened. All right, everyone, we're going back to school. Let's go. All right, everyone, let's get back on the school bus. Your classes are officially over for today. Now, here's the deal. You've been listening to this show for a long time. I've only asked you a few times. I'm going to ask you again today. Do us a favor, rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Help us climb the charts. We're climbing. And then we kind of got to beat the algorithms. And to do that, we need more ratings and reviews. So we're all about algorithm domination on this podcast. So rate and review wherever you listen to us. Uh, Again, another big shout out to Brother Jeff Hoffer on HGR. We are now on HGR2 every Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. So if you just love Kingdom Speak and you can't get enough, flip over to HGR2 on your phones or online. And again, we are going to talk more about this topic in the future, Christian education. Enjoy your fall, everyone, and we'll see you again next week on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. (laughs) 